0: Welcome back to Throne Hands, episode 107. Um, We are previewing UFC 258. I'm joined by Breck and Daniel. Guys, how y'all doing? I'm doing great, Jacob. Happy to be back. And how about you, Breck? Doing good. Doing good, Jacob. All right. So we're not going to really talk about the prelims too much, but I'm going to start with Breck here. What's one fight on the prelims you want to look out for? Oh. just had it i'm sorry uh i wanted to talk about
1: um uh, rodolph vieira versus uh i can't what's his first name anthony Uh, hernandez anthony hernandez bro i I was just looking before we got on here about uh, rodolph vieira his background in jiu-jitsu and how good this guy is uh how many tournaments he's won in jiu-jitsu and I mean, his first two wins in the UFC by submission, and most of his fights he wins by submission. So that's the one
0: uh, I'm going to go with here. What about you, Daniel? Uh, yeah, that's the one I would go
2: with uh, off the top of my head as well. But just to uh, just to change things up, uh, maybe Andre Yule and Chris Gutierrez, a couple of guys fighting at a catchweight, a couple of guys that still haven't got their feet quite under them in the UFC. But uh, – uh, I like Andre Yule. He's coming off of uh, back-to-back wins and uh, has a pretty good box. Not he does not have a good boxing background. Actually, he's <laughs> uh, he's zero four as a professional boxer. And then he moved to uh, he moved to MMA, which is is a really interesting story. But uh, yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's got a little bit of an interesting background, and he's taking on a guy in Chris Gutierrez who had won three fights in a row before he, uh, he had a draw on his last one back in August. So a couple of guys with a little bit of momentum, I'm interested to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree with you guys there. Um, one fight I'd lo- want to look out for is, uh, Belal Muhammad and Diego Lima. I think, you know, Bilal Muhammad, he, he's coming off a little bit of a layoff. So I think, I think he has a lot of potential in this welterweight division. So I'd like to see where he goes. Um, I, there's just one NBA player that looks like Bilal Muhammad. Um, I can't can't remember his name. Hold on, I got to look oh, this up. Um, um Okay, it I was like I can help you with that, my friend. Uh, I know. But it I'm was like people Muhammad and I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I'll I'll figure out later. He he called um what was it? Some, like 2K messed up his model. And he said imposter. I'm like, "Huh, kind of looks like Belum Muhammad." And I think I think to look on the early prelims um uh Matt Miranda Mavericks back, I think, and that Gillian Robinson, I think this would be a good uh breakthrough fight for her if she get, manages manages to win this all right to the main card uh jim miller and bobby green being moved up to the main main card jim miller having a little bit of a late career resurgence a fantastic grappler i think he's as good as it gets when it comes to grappling in the ufc especially with his wrestling and jiu-jitsu and bobby green uh, uh getting older but he's getting better it seems like and he's very entertaining and whoever wins this might be able to break in the top 15 or get a top 15 opponent next what are your thoughts on this one daniel
2: I think this is going to be a really entertaining fight. A couple older guys, but a couple of guys that know exactly what they're doing and how they get their wins. Jim Miller's going to come in as a two-to-one underdog in this fight, but as well as he wrestles and as aggressive as he is, you can never count him out. Then you put Bobby Green across from him, and Bobby Green's just a killer. So these are two of my favorite guys to watch. They got bumped up to the main card. Uh, they were set to be the featured prelim, but got bumped up when a fight got canceled. So I'm really excited to see these two guys go at it. I, I like bobby green in this fight but jim miller i'm never gonna count him out
1: what about you brick i love this fight i know this is two veterans and you know we saw two veterans uh you know recently with clay guida and um michael johnson but uh i don't know i think i think bobby green is gonna know that jim miller's looking for that armbar so um <laughs> is jim miller not looking for the arm bar? You know, like. Uh, <laughs> I think Bobby Green has gotten a lot better, you know? What was he, like seven losses in a row before 2020 and then three wins? And then I don't know um, how you guys feel, but I thought he, you know, won that last fight against, um, what was it, Tiago Moises? Moises? I'm Moises, I think, yeah. Moises? I'll look it up. I, that was a really close fight. So um, it should be a really, really good fight. And I think Bobby Green is better on the feet and he's going to know that, Jim Miller wants to take it to the ground, and Bobby Green's wrestling is is pretty good. So you know I, I'm going to be pulling for Bobby Green in this one.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with but what both you guys said there. So I'm not really going to add anything. I, uh, predictions? I think Miller's going to submit Bobby Green. I think Jim Miller is. Uh, I mean, I think he's. I think he's tied for the most fights in the in UFC history. So he's seen everything. So I'm going to take Jim Miller. What's your prediction, Brick?
1: I'll go Bobby Green via decision.
0: And you, Daniel.
2: I'm with Breck on this one as well. Love Jim Miller. Love love what he brings to the Octagon, but Bobby Green's too much. Bobby Green's on a mission.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's 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 up in there. All right. Two a throwing hands alum. Not Maki Patolo, but Julian Marquez. Julian Marquez coming back after a million months from not fighting after that weird injury that he had. Uh coming up against a tough competitor, Maki Patolo. Julian Marquez probably having the nastiest knockout in uh Contender Series history. Let's just hope Maki Pitolo doesn't have any uh, health problems going into this because I want to see Marquez fight. He's very entertaining. What's your thoughts on this one, Breck?
1: Yeah, Pitolo, three fights in uh, 2020, uh, one and two. Uh, a win, you know, in June and two losses in August. You know, he took two quick fights. I wonder if he regrets that. And then, you know, we haven't seen uh, Marquez since the Contender Series, right? Yeah so you know we don't well pretty much he, pretty I think much, he fought right? twice he fought twice so um it should we don't really we don't have a lot of you know tape on Marquez you know recently so um I don't really have much to, to go on this one but uh I, I would I would favor Marquez just based off of Patolo's uh you know two L's
0: back to back what about you Daniel what are your thoughts
2: This is these are two guys that that can just flat out fight on the feet and then they're going to go right after each other and they're going to throw bombs at each other and it's going to be extremely entertaining. Um, Julian Marquez, are, I believe, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong, our first throwing hands interview alum on a uh, on a pay per view main card. So uh, excited for that! Excited to see what he brings to the table. Like uh, like Breck said, he's had a really long layoff and he's really right, getting right back into things now. Uh, like I, I think I would agree with him. With Pasolo coming off two straight losses, I would lean towards Marquez. But it's something I point out every time when you've got a guy in a losing streak. These guys get back to in a corner because they feel like they're fighting for their jobs. You can see a lot of underdogs come out in that situation and finish somebody in a spectacular way just because they're going all out and they're selling out to try to get that finish. I could see Maki Patola doing that, but I'm going to lean Marquez.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, what you said there. So, to predictions, I'm taking Marquez by knockout. Uh, what's your prediction, Daniel?
2: I'm taking Marquez by KO as well. And what about you, Breck? I'll go Marquez by submission. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh wow! He's got okay. Rich
1: submission average, if you look, and and uh, Patolo goes for the takedown a lot. He's got you know like one and a half takedown average. So maybe you know third round submission.
0: All right, I I respect it. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, this next matchup. Ian Heinisch coming in at number fifteen. This fight was uh, Ian Heinisch was scheduled to fight back a few months ago, but it didn't turn out. And then we got Kelvin Gastelum, who really needs to get back on on the right side of the win column because he's been struggling ever since that Adesanya fight, uh, losing to both uh, the man that is Darren Till and uh, Jacker Manson. Uh, Gastelum provided Adesanya's biggest challenge in the UFC so far besides uh Marvin Vittori uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Gaslin coming to this fight Daniel
2: this has got to be a get right fight for Kelvin Gaslam because I think if he doesn't come out of this with a victory he's gonna be in really bad shape moving forward again, you're not going to cut a guy that's in your top 10, but this would be his fourth straight loss, and it would be a major step down in competition uh, as far as as far as far the opponents he would have lost to because, you know, you can't knock a guy for losing to Israel Adesanya. You can't knock a guy for losing by split decision to Darren Till, and with the way that Jack romanson has been fighting, you can't knock a guy for losing to Jack Romanson in 2020. So you match him up with Heinish, who's an up-and-comer, and it, like, like I said, this needs to be a get right fight for him. He needs to go out there. He needs to have his game plan and he needs to, he needs to do it. He needs to control this fight from end to end, whether it's a decision or he picks up a finish, which I think he would probably like to do. I, I think this needs to be a fight for Kelvin Gaslam where he gets back on track or he's going to find himself in a very precarious position sitting on four straight losses, even though he's in the top 10, that's not something that keeps people on the UFC roster.
0: And I want to mention something about all whom Gaslam has fought. He's fought Uriah Hall, Tyron Woodley, Neil Magny, Johnny Hendricks, Tim Kennedy, Vitor Belfort, Chris Weidman, Bisping, Souza, Adesanya, Till and Jack Romanson. Uh, that's, he's been thrown to the wolves his whole career. Uh, and this is like something, uh, this, 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 I think this will be his get back. What do you have to say, Breck?
1: Yeah, I just wonder after that Adesanya fight, if he bought into himself a little bit, you know, am I this good? You know, like I pushed the eventual champ this far. And then maybe in future camps or future fights didn't, didn't, you know, put in the work or, you know, was lazy in his game plan because I, I thought of that Till fight. He just looked so like cocky in the fight, and it was like so clear that Till was winning the whole fight. And then that Hermanson fight, uh, he, it was just like once it went to the ground, you're like, oh, this is over. Like, so you know, you guys are you guys are spot on. He's gotta he's gotta get this uh, get this win and get back on track
0: against um, a tough guy. Speaking of having to get this win, I think Gaston will get the win. I'm giving my decision. What do you have to say, Breck?
1: Yeah, um, I, I think so. Uh, I think he'll I think he'll knock him out. I actually do. Um, how do you pronounce this guy's last name? I'm sorry. Heinish. Heinish. Um, his last win over Gerald Mearshart, which proved to not be that great after watching, you know, Hamzat throw one punch at him. Um so I'll go a uh, second round KO for Gastelum. And what about you, Daniel?
2: I'm agreeing with Breck a lot tonight because I think Gastelum going to come out and try to finish this. And I think he's going to do it in the second round. I think Heinish is going to be able to keep up with him, but the experience is going to take over.
0: For sure. All right. Um... Matchup here, uh, co-main event, uh, two very highly touted young prospects here. Macy Barber versus Alexa Grasso. Macy Barber coming off a torn ACL. We'll see how she comes off of that. You can either be better or worse off of that, depending on how you rehab. And Alexa Grasso looking to find her place. I think she has a lot of potential here, uh, and she can get a large fan base with the with. uh, There's not many too many Mexican female fighters, and I think you know if she gets some momentum, she can bring a lot of Mexican fans into the sport. Breck, what are your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Yeah, um, Macy Barber was a big um, prospect before her uh, first loss of 2020 in January in that twenty sale, like you said, against um, her fight against Roxanne Mudferry 8-0, you know, big, you know, big, big future, and then the loss, so it'll be real interesting to see if she can um, bounce back against a, a real tough opponent against Grosso. And what
0: about you, Daniel?
2: Yeah, I agree. Macy Barber is somebody that I've been keeping an eye on for a really long time. And I, I again, I feel like uh, I don't like to talk about my own athletic history because it's, it's never going to reach the same level as any of these people, but I have, I have torn my ACL. I've torn my ACL twice and it is, it is not a pleasant experience and it is a very difficult uh, rehab process. And that was just to play basketball and coming back into into the ufc where you've got a situation where you find yourself on the ground and somebody slaps a knee bar onto you and they, that mm. twisting on, on that scar tissue and everything is is really scary and it's really really something that has to be thought about uh, i'm interested to see if she's hesitant coming into this fight with any kind of situation like that but i'm still confident that she's going to be able to uh, to come out and compete against alexa grasso who's really talented
0: yeah and so- someone mentioned on twitter that uh... Macy Barber has 338 days to become the youngest UFC champion ever. Now, that that's damn near impossible. Bec- First off, she's ranked 10th. She has to fight three times this year at least to even get herself in the conversation. Then she'll have to fight Shevchenko. So I don't see that happening. But anyway, predictions. I'm going to take Grasso in this one. I think Macy Barber needs like I- – I think she'll get back to where she was, but I think Grasso's just back – I think – what am I trying to say here? Macy Barber just needs to get back into it, and I think after this fight, Barber will be back where she's supposed to be. What do you have to say, Daniel?
2: I'm taking Macy Barber in this one. I believe they call her the future for a reason. I think she takes this one.
0: And Beck?
1: I'll go go with Grasso just because I think Macy Barber might be a little tentative with the knee and maybe Grasso by decision.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll take her by decision. I didn't say how. All right. The main event of the evening, the big one, Kamara Usman, one mo- of the most dominant fighters today, and Gilbert Burns, who might be, uh, I think he's might be, good besides uh, Kobe Covington, uh, Usman's bi- biggest challenge in the division, uh, Gilbert Burns, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, god when it comes, world champion. And then Kamar Usman might be the best wrestler besides uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, whether he's retired or not, in the UFC right now. Interesting matchup here. Burns getting better on the feet. Usman, uh, sneaky uh, skills on the feet. What do you have to say about this one, Breck? Um,
1: this is a really, really interesting fight. Two former, you know, training partners. Um, one of them, you know, one of them knows, you know, who's better. Uh, you know, if you guys listen to DC and Hawani, that's what DC has been saying. One of those guys knows through the, you know, through all those like 200 rounds of sparring that they've had, that one of them knows who's better. And it should be a real interesting fight because, you know, Gilbert Burns, every fight has just been getting better and better. And Usman is just the same, you know, 50, 45 people over and over again. And it's, and I know people say it is boring, but I mean, he does get the win you can't deny that it's he gets the win every time the foot stomps you know aside he gets the win uh it's i don't know it's the you know burns's jujitsu could be the key to this fight and
0: what about you daniel
2: I'm, I I don't want to go on raving about Kamaru Usman like I do every time that he has a fight when we're talking about it on this podcast. I mean, uh, what what can I say? He's a guy that makes that makes fighting in the UFC. I mean, it makes it. The, the fighting equivalent of, of a Mozart concerto or a Kurosawa film or, or a painting by Michelangelo. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. It's the art of the sport that he goes out there and does. And Gilbert Burns, I think, is going to be the greatest challenge that he's ever had, uh, like, like Breck said, because they've had every single one of these sparring sessions over the years. And every single time they've had to figure out what each other is going to do. And I, I think that's going to factor into this. I think this is a fight that's going to last a while because they're going to know exactly what the counters are for what each other is going to do, at least in those early rounds, until they start branching out a little bit late. So I think this is going to be an extremely entertaining fight. I think it's going to be an extremely beautiful fight to watch. It, like I said, if, you, if you're if you in this for the art of fighting, because you've got Usman, who, who fights a style that's already that way, and you've got Gilbert Burns, who is one of the most fluid athletes in the UFC. Seen when it comes to his ground game so if you want to watch a fight that is is appealing to the eye i think this is going to be one of those fights and i think it's just going to be extremely entertaining from bell to
0: bell well said daniel all right predictions you know what i think this will i think burns gets it by submission to be honest i think burns is a high level jujitsu will have him well world class jiu jitsu high levels like Tony Ferguson esque this is world class jiu-jitsu and I think he'll find just some way from the bottom to to crank out an arm bar or some type type of triangle choke with his legs. Uh I'm not confident in that. <laughs> not at all. But I I think this is gonna be some an interesting fight to watch. What about you, Daniel?
2: I'm going Usman. I think that until somebody, and I think Gilbert Burns is going to challenge him, but I think until somebody makes him look flawed or look weak, I can't pick against him. So I'm going Usman. I think it's going to be a decision. I think he grinds this one out for five rounds and picks up the win on the scorecard. And what about you, Breck?
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Burns, and and, and here's why. Wrestling can take you so far. But, you know, there's levels to this. And we saw that with Charles Oliveira and Tony Ferguson. And, you know, Tony Ferguson's jiu-jitsu was great, but Charles Oliveira's jujitsu was on another level. And I think that's going to be the same here. You know, Usman's wrestling it might be the best in the UFC, but I think Burns' jiu-jitsu is going to, you know, it's the great equalizer. And I think Burns is going to win via submission, you know, maybe a leg lock or, you know, rear naked choke.
0: I was gonna say the exact same thing, Breck. You know, Tony Ferguson might be the best offensive wrestler in the lightweight division when it when it comes to certain stuff like this. And then when he fought um, Oliveira, you know, it <laughs> was just completely neutralized. So, and then it's just, I think, I think it will be the same thing. I, I think Burns gets it done. All right. Uh, what was I gonna talk about? Um, I'm done. Hamzat, yes. Um, if you didn't hear, Leon Edwards and Hamzat Shmayaev is off again. That fight is off the table, from what I've heard. Um, Hamzat's just getting wrecked by COVID, unfortunately. Somebody using their prime. It's sad. I think it shows how real this is. You know, Colby, uh, what's his face? Uh, Garbrandt is dealing with the same thing. Same thing. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? We'll start with Daniel.
2: It's tough. And COVID has such a different effect on so many different people. Um, You know, I, I personally uh, had COVID right before Thanksgiving. And uh, to be completely honest, I, I, I wasn't affected by it. I didn't have symptoms, uh, but I still stayed in. I quarantined. I did not leave my apartment for 14 days. Uh, But you've got somebody like Hamza Chamayab that's still having, uh, still having issues with COVID. And you have somebody like Carl Anthony Towns in the NBA that, missed 13 games because of COVID, missed nearly a month of the season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So it affects so many different people in so many different ways. Uh, it spreads in so many different ways, and, and that's what's the scariest thing about this is you don't know how you're going to react to it, and you don't know how those around you are going to react to it. And, and Kamzat Shemayev is just uh, another story of that. It, it's a shame that he's not going to be able to fight because he was on such a heater before this came in, before this came into being a factor.
0: And w- w- What are your thoughts on this, Breck?
1: Yeah, like Daniel said, it's just, it affects everybody differently if you, you know, don't think it's that serious. I mean, these UFC fighters are the some of the most elite athletes in the world, so, you know, as elite as, you know, NFL players even. And it's just, you know, hopefully Hamza can uh, recover and, you know, get a fight, you know, take his time, you know, work up to a fight. But uh, hopefully we can get um, a replacement for uh, Leon on that card.
0: Who should, who should his replacement be? I, I think Colby Cummington. I think the Masvidal fight is just taking too long to um, c- come about. I think Colby Cummington Leon Edwards fight to make. What do you think, Breck?
1: Yeah, that makes a ton of sense
0: just based off the rankings, 2-3.
1: Um, I, I, Stephen Thompson would make sense, but Stephen Thompson took a lot of damage in that last fight. He probably isn't ready yet. Uh, there's no one – that's really it. I mean, maybe Jorge, but – they they want Jorge Colby. It's taken to. You're right. It's it's got to be it's got to be Colby
0: Leon. What about you, Danny? Who you think uh, they should pair Leon Edwards up with? Makes the most sense.
2: Uh, at this point, I kind of feel bad for Leon Edwards because he's yes. just kind of been sitting around for a while. But I think you throw Colby out there, it would be an entertaining fight. It would make money. Uh, I
0: think I think that's the fight to make, but. Uh, uh, I hate Colby Covington, but at the same time, when it comes to him fighting, uh, i love to watch it. Um, what other news is there? Um, oh, um, D- Diaz wants to fight Oliveira and Poiret up at 170 or 165, which is odd. Um, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I don't think Nate Diaz
1: is, you know <laughs> – being realistic about who he's really going to fight he's not going to fight either of those guys so i'm the most i mean the connor trilogy is what makes the most sense
0: and what about you daniel i agree there it it
2: doesn't make sense for that to happen it needs to be a third fight with connor it needs to be nothing
0: yeah and uh going on to the other thing uh actually what, what do you guys have to talk about
2: I just want to say, and this is more of more of a, a just a side note, something that I think is kind of funny. Um, uh, Britain Hart from BKFC who oh beat Paige Van Zant, yes. becoming a social media celebrity, is one of the greatest things I've ever seen, right. and it keeps getting better. Did you did you guys see what uh, what she said about her run in with uh, with uh, Jenny Savage after after the fight? No, no. Yeah. Uh, the the headline on, on MMA fighting is Britain Hart reacts to post fight run in with bully Jenny Savage. "Quote: I thought it was some random ass prostitute." <laughs> it, he
1: was, was on something else. What did she say? Like, "I'm a feeling, it, yeah. not a person? It's 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 not a
0: fight. It's a feeling. Something like that. Yeah. And that I th- Aria Hawani was saying about the main event last week. You know, this isn't a fight. This is a feeling. <laughs>
2: this isn't a fight this is a feeling. yo we
0: gotta give some love
1: to the Bellator light heavyweight grand prix this thing yeah. is awesome <laughs> give, give me, I'll pay for everything take my money take my we get rumble versus yo Romero in the first round are That's they crazy? first round are they crazy? Why wouldn't they Ridiculous. put them on the opposite sides of the bracket? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, it's um, like uh, let me, oh, let me let me to Machida, like 45, 48 years old, getting just get murdered in the first round.
0: Yeah, they're feeding them to the wolves. Let Let's see. Let's see. Um, dang, it's not. I don't have the links pulled up. Hold on. Let me look up the the Grand Grand Prix so we can uh. uh here I got the I'm I'm getting the bracket right now. All right, cool.
2: Uh, if this tweet's gonna load, come on. All
0: right, I got it. So <laughs> yeah. in the first round, we uh we'll start from we'll just say the matchups. We have Ryan Bader versus leota Machida. Rip Machida. And then we have Corey Anderson versus um oh, Dovletzhan Yagshimuradov. Uh, some uh dang I don't know where he's from so I'm not gonna make any assumptions. And then oh, we no. have uh. You know, I said I'll find out. All right, good. Uh, we have a uh, Nemkov versus uh, Phil Davis, and then uh, Romero versus Anthony Johnson. Woo! <laughs> this is spicy. Some person tried to tell me that the Bellator light heavyweight division is better than the UFC's. It's not. It's but... not. But like, this is it's exciting. Cool. It's, it's yeah. Cool. It's You're it's closer something. Than it's, ever been.
2: it's it's very very good. So. uh <laughs> Dovlechon Yagshimuradov is eighteen and five. He's thirty-one years old. He is eighteen and five, and he is a native of Turkmenistan. okay. Ooh. And it, and that fight, he it, he will be fighting Corey Anderson in his Bellator debut. Oh, <laughs> didn't uh, didn't Nemkov just beat um
1: Bader, Bader light heavyweight too? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be. Uh, and so what? The, what they're doing with Bader is they're they're gonna do an interim title shot sometime in July, from what I've heard.
1: For the heavyweight?
0: Yeah. Who
1: who's gonna
0: fight for that? I don't know. We it's Bellator, man. Who knows? But who you got winning the whole the whole thing? Want to go matchup by matchup. Let's go matchup by matchup. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll start. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I think. I think Bader beats Machida, unfortunately. I Great. think uh the machida era never happened um, and it will never happen again. Um I got I got Corey Anderson beating uh 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 I botched that. I'm sorry. But uh, I th- I think Corey Anderson uh sends him into orbit. I got I, th- I got Nemkov beating Phil Davis and I got damn. That's so it's so tough. I can't I, believe- I got I- I got Romero beating Johnson because I think the ring rust will be rough with Johnson. And on to the semifinals, I got uh, Corey Anderson being Bader and uh, Nemkov beating Romero. Nemkov's good. I don't know why he hasn't been signed by the UFC yet. And then I got, I got Corey Anderson winning the whole thing. All right, Breck.
1: All right. I'll go, I'll go Bader over Machida. I'll go Anderson over. I, I'm not even going to try that. Um, I'll go Nemkov over Davis, I'll go Rumble over Romero, I'll go um Anderson over Bader in the semi on the left side, then I'll go like you I'll go uh Nemkoff over Rumble and then I'll have uh Nemkoff winning it over uh Corey Anderson in the final.
0: And what what's your prediction, Daniel?
2: All right, so, uh, yeah, I'm going Bader over Machida. I think that's that's pretty clear. Uh, I'll go Anderson against uh, y- Yakshimuradov. Um, I-, I liked Nemkov over Phil Davis, though, uh, to, to be completely honest, uh, fun fact about Phil Davis, the first ever UFC fight that I watched was involved Phil Davis. I don't even remember who he fought. I just remember that it was Phil Davis because they said that, he wrestled at, uh, they said that he wrestled at uh, Penn state. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take, take Romero over Johnson and then semifinals Nemkov over, uh, over Romero uh, Anderson over Bader. And then Nemkov wins it. That is, yep. that is my humble opinion.
1: is definitely the best thing. Bellator's done in a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no question about that. Um, how many total rounds do you think the champion will participate in? Ooh. I'm going five total rounds.
1: Question. Are they all three rounds? Up in, uh, are they all three-round fights? Leading into, up no, in? I
0: think they're all main events.
1: Really? Well, oh, jeez.
0: Yeah, that that's a loaded question. I so
2: didn't... Three 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 fights to win it. How many rounds total? It's
0: fifteen rounds, I think.
2: Yeah, and it's Bellator, so these guys are gonna just be punching the brains out of each other. <laughs> they are. Yeah. You're, you're, you're um, not wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna say six. That's fair. Six. I'll set the I'll set the over under it for each fight at two. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll go I'll go seven. I agree. There's just everybody swinging, <laughs> especially Rumble Romero. That first round is going to be awesome. <laughs>
0: I'm going two minutes tops for the, for the Rumble Romero fight.
1: Hit first.
0: Yeah. Th- this is so exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> I-, I think, I think we'll have to do at the beginning of April, a whole, uh, a whole episode regarding the, the grand Prix. <laughs> It's, yes. on too, right? it's on Showtime, too, right? What you say? It's
1: on Showtime, too, right? Yeah, it's signed. on Showtime. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, this is this is going to be nuts. Uh, do you guys have anything else to talk about regarding MMA? I do not. Uh, Dominic Reyes. Uh, oh, yeah, Prashaska, May 1st, I think, something like May that. May 1st, Spelling Bee, boy. It's the Spelling Bee. Yeah, that's a tough fight for Reyes after yeah wow that's that's a tough fight right after i I love it i love it when uh just like loads up his hand like this like when he goes to punch it he just bam right in your face all right i i guess i'll share this on the podcast um uh we talked about this very briefly i was on a dating show that was interesting i must say um so has this already been filmed or is this gonna be live it has already been filmed and it will be out sunday so I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with The Dating Game. It's an old 80s TV show. And so they brought me in from another, another place with a white partition um, between me and the three other contestants. And <laughs> I asked a series of 15 questions, and I chose based off personality and the points I gave them. So that was a really interesting experience, I'd say. I figured I'd put that on record on the podcast. So okay. it, was just, it was just interesting. I I I was like notified like 24 hours before the thing happened. Hey, you want to do it? I'm like
1: did order a Cowboys fan because that's you know not great.
2: Yeah, did that well, come up? Did that come up?
0: Yeah. No, 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 it didn't. I, the bigger
2: I, question, the bigger it, question is, how did the date I, after go?
0: So we get to, she and I get to choose when we do it. So we're gonna do it within the next week um, or two. I thought it, would, I, I thought it came immediately after. That's my mistake. I, I, that was my impression, impression too, but. They, he said you guys arrange it so I, we need to get some info and then we arrange it is that like bourbon primer whatnot <laughs> all right yeah so it'll be out it'll be out sunday so i'm 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 intrigued i'm intrigued congratulations <laughs> thanks man it was a blast oh what are your thoughts on uh uh gina carano and what 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 she said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Breck. She's we, a person. We wanna, we wanna go there on an MMA podcast. To... I mean it's MMA related, I guess. She was a fighter. <laughs> she was a fighter. She's a pioneer. Um,
1: yeah, she, she probably, you know, she she was gonna be given a series and then just tweet, you know, throw away even if you agree with what she said, which you you really yeah, I, can't, I can't even no comment <laughs> yeah it, like, uh, it's too hard to get into there's too many sides too many angles to from. like there's you know you can't compare
0: that no. <laughs> it's, you can't compare it that's the one don't that, don't do that you don't do that exactly guys if i can give you one piece of sound advice it's uh don't compare anything to Auschwitz ever here's
2: here's my question here's my question uh, no I'm not even gonna go there
0: never mind. no no ask it why not <laughs> no I don't, I don't I don't, I'm, I, I don't feel comfortable going there yeah, so I let's do. not do it I'm okay I mean this this thing's getting more unhinged every time we do an episode <laughs> but yeah this uh,
1: if I could give you know I'll just recaster and nobody will care and nobody will remember it's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, she was, she did compete in the first ever televised That's true. women's MMA event. That is impressive. So I, I got to give her credit where it's due, but like, dude. <laughs> dude. Hey, CTE's real, kids.
1: She was <laughs> big for the sport, but yeah, she took a lot of punches, so maybe, maybe, you know.
0: Yeah, Ariel Hawani made a video on Instagram, and he said, "You know, this I knew Gina is a kind, a kind woman, but uh, <laughs> I mean, dang! Once you get knocked out by Chris Cyborg,
2: you're never quite the same."
0: No. You know, I, I, this this is what I would expect Kobe Covington to say, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and like he he he'd, he'd even say it on national television because he don't just
1: think Kobe has said something. Kobe said a lot of terrible things. I don't even think Kobe's gone that far like
0: no he hasn't
2: that,
1: yeah. that, that's 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 yeah. like Colby hasn't gone that far I mean
0: he, he's gone pretty far yes but like what when he said uh the only way the way Usman's uh people in his village oh, know people. about him winning is when the smoke comes out of the chimney like uh, ooh, <laughs> that was bad <laughs> yeah but yeah all right do you guys have anything else t- to talk about Something I don't know. We got something light. Something lighter, please. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's figure um, something out. Let me look through the headlines here. I might have to go to AP News to find something. Uh, no, this is all terrible. <laughs> it's All horrible news. Um, I mean, we can talk
2: about how um, uh, Zabi Sherapov's little brother signed with uh, Bellator and. They look like the same person, except Zabit looks
0: 40 years older than his own brother. <laughs> I, I, I told Daniel that, uh, Zabit. How
1: about, how about fucking Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute? That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, that'll be great. I that'll can't wait. Insane. Jimmy
1: and Crute then, is awesome. That guy is, has a future.
0: Yeah, I, I think... I'm going to pull up the rankings here. I think, I think the light heavyweight division has... The brightest future out of any division.
1: Santos rackets to that is. Content- they're trying to murder Santos like they're trying to kill him. Yeah, they are. They're trying to murder a man in front of our. Nobody's going to say it. we have to say it.
0: We have to raise awareness. We have
1: to raise awareness. <laughs> we-, we need them to, to murderers.
0: Yeah, I mean, so. He goes through uh, John Jones, who put... I think John Jones probably put on his best defensive performance he's ever had against Tiago Santos. Yeah,
1: he carried out of the cage against Santos. So that was, you know...
0: Yeah. And then you you feed him to Glover Teixeira, who came back from the shadow realm at least six times in that fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put him up against Rockich, who broke Anthony Smith's leg with two kicks. Yeah. Oof. Yes, sir. So... Uh, I mean Smith uh Santos rocket is going to end with somebody's uh leg uh amputated. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this light heavyweight division is going to be nuts. Yeah. Yeah, there's a uh, lot one...
1: the like the light heavyweight division everybody says it's like bad, but like there's a lot of really good prospects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh Tyron Woodley uh talked about Adesanya Yeah. Um, uh Not dodging necessarily, but he said Adesanya did not clean out the division, which I I completely agree with. I don't think Adesanya cleaned out the division, but I also think he's deserving of the the title shot.
1: He didn't fight Tyron? Who did he not fight? Uh,
0: You mean Adesanya?
1: Who who did he dodge? I mean... (laughs) He fought everybody. Dude, he you fought your old Romero when nobody wants to fight. Like Darren Till is terrified of fighting your old Romero, you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of Darren uh, Till. Here are
2: here here. Here are the guys oh. that Israel Desanya has beat in the UFC. It's and to... and you tell me that he was not deserving of of moving outside the division. This is in order, starting with his debut, February eleventh, twenty eighteen. Rob Wilkinson, Marvin Vittori, Brad Tavares, Derek Brunson, Anderson Silva, Kelvin Gaslam, Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero, Paulo Costa. I get that, the, I get that Woodley's in there, but come on. Not Woodley, but... Um, what would have been different?
1: Woodley would have tried to take him down and got knocked out. Like
0: <laughs> he, he, I didn't say he's not deserving to move up. What I said was he didn't clean out the division. Ninety five percent. He cleaned out ninety-five percent. <laughs> he didn't he didn't beat old man Tyrone Woodley, who's over the hill. Congratulations. Congratulations. Tyron. Speaking of Tyrone Woodley, I think this guy's gonna beat gonna lose 18 straight rounds when he fights uh Luque. I agree. Uh, dude's washed.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He just hasn't looked the same fighter. Kind of a bum. That explosiveness that Tyron had, that that overhand right, you know, it's like people know it's that was his one thing, and now people know it's like Circle left. Circle left and, you know, just wrestle a lot and you're good.
0: Yeah. And then, um, dang, this light heavyweight division is going to be good. Speaking of Darren Till, I wrote an article saying that Darren Till should get more attention when it comes to the UFC promoting him. I I know Daniel agrees, but Breck, what do you think? I agree. His social media
1: part, like people, you know, Izzy calls himself, you know, internet Izzy. (sighs) I'm the greatest, you know, internet kid, you know. Darren Till blows him out of the water. He's the best follow for a pro athlete, probably ever. Like, that whole thing with the cop, I tuned in live when he was getting arrested. Unbelievable. One of the best 20 minutes I've ever watched of somebody getting arrested. He's <laughs> like, you're a bully. You're, you're, you're a bully. It's so good. <laughs> and then and everybody, like, is like, oh, Karen, you're a you're Karen. And he, like... He puts his Twitter profile as like Karen Till with like the Karen haircut. He's a legend.
0: Yeah, he he is a legend. Let let me let me. I'm gonna pull up the article because I had a couple tweets that I wanted to share. That like, there's no like he's he's Conor McGregor to an extent. Like in the sense that you know he's just he's absolutely hilarious. Like when he was talking about John Anik and P3, that's what got me the most. Yeah, the,
1: those P3 jokes with John Anik are hilarious. It's like I can't afford my rent because I've
0: spent all my money on Modello and P3. <laughs> and then um, when when Darren Till photoshops photoshops his face on other people, I think I think that like when he. <laughs> I just crack up with what, with whatever Darren Till does. And then his brand Raw Dog, I've been I want to get a t-shirt but his management stopped it. Like I think I think Raw Dog's the best brand out of any UFC fighter personally. It's a good logo. I want to try the beer?
2: There's a, there's a lot of people in the UFC that try to be entertaining and they try to be edgy and they try to be charismatic. And, and Darren Till just naturally is. And that's the difference with guys like him and with guys like Conor McGregor. They're they're naturally charismatic and they're able to parlay that into being very entertaining and gaining fans that way. And that's what makes those guys different. And that's that's why Darren Till is special in that way, at least and, in my
0: opinion. And if you look at Darren Till's uh, bio on Twitter, his bio is – can I talk to the manager <laughs> and another thing I was going to mention another thing, his feud with Mike Perry, like he went out on a limb to make a whole website <laughs> called Mike Perry is a <laughs> just to troll Mike Perry. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm down to troll Mike Perry. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah. He's there until something else. Raw dog, raw dog, raw dog. Anyway, anything else? I figured we got a good Darren Till thing in there.
1: I got nothing.
0: Nothing. I'm good. All right, that'll do for us here. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe, uh, follow us on uh, uh, Twitter at Throne Hands Pod. Th- follow us on Instagram at Throne Hands Podcast. Uh, and then you'll you'll find me, Daniel, and Breck somewhere in there. Um, we'll see you guys later.